Hey, everybody, Dave Hagen here. Oh, my gosh, my stocks are down 20%. Is it time to sell? That's today on the Financial Wellness Podcast. Welcome to the Financial Wellness Podcast, Dave's weekly message to keep you on your path to the financial success. Here is your host, financial problem solver and talk show host, Dave Hagan. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of the Financial Wellness Podcast, or the TFWP of those of us in the know like to say I'm Dave Hagan, coming to you today from Topanga, California. Our engineers coming to us today from Van Nuys. And oh, look, it's Nick Appel coming to us from, I assume, San Diego. How are you doing, Nick? Beautiful San Diego, Dave. Thank is you very much. Is it warm down there? Is it pretty warm or what? It is very hot. Yeah. But hot here is 83 degrees, 85 degrees. Um, but I have no AC. But it's beautiful. Um, and I can't wait to take on this podcast. Hot as 83. Now you're just making me mad. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's go to today's podcast. Episode 520. Is it time to sell? Oh, my goodness. The market's down 20%. 20%. Is it time to sell out your portfolio? I don't know. I'm not in a position to know. And I certainly can't give you any advice. You've got to come up with your own truth or you've got to pay someone to come up with your own truth for you. But there's some things that we can certainly talk about to give you some um, some perspective and some context um, into this kind of stuff. As many of you may know, we've talked in the past many, many times about Warren Buffett's advice to investing. He says things like, don't lose money, which is sell low stocks. Don't sell due to fear. And his basic advice is look for quality businesses that you understand and then buy and hold them long term. Hey, remember, it was just a couple of podcasts ago. uh, We were talking about uh, Elon Musk and his investing advice. I'm not sure you were there for that one, Nick. Uh, It was like May 16th, as I recall. And I know what you all are thinking. I know, I know. Elon Musk. But listen to the May 16th episode, because a lot of people are apparently asking Elon Musk for financial advice now. I'm not exactly sure why. I, I guess that's the same reason they ask athletes and, 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 and folks like that questions about politics or celebrities questions about politics or, or what have you. But um, we talked about this back on, on May 16th. And, and, you know, Elon said, to his credit, um, Hey, buy stocks you believe in. Only sell if the products or services they're offering are trending worse. And don't panic when the market is down. And you may remember in the the podcast that we did in May, we said, you know what? That's pretty good advice. And that actually sounds like you know who? Warren Buffett. It was an interesting podcast. Check it out. Warren Buffett goes a little further. He's even maybe a little more ruthless Warren Buffett is said in a down market, it means that stocks, some good stocks are on sale. Happy day. 
go out there and shop for some, some bargains. So check this out. I'm, I'm following this advice and I'm investing in companies that I understand and I buy them with an eye to hold. And if I see them dip and I see there's some good stocks on sale, I'll go out and buy them. I'm trying to follow Warren Buffett's advice. In fact, an extreme Warren Buffett comment was, hey, be ruthless when others are moving around in fear, something like that. And so I'm actually looking around um, for some cash to buy some stocks on sale. I mean, I believe this. Um, I've said I believe this so many times over and over, and I'm, I'm, trying, to, I'm trying to put it into per perspective. But now just in the last couple of months, you know, I, I opened up that program and on, uh, um, on the internet and I'm down like 20%. And that is just, that is just shocking my belief to its very foundation. It's like, what, well, what if I'm wrong? I don't think so, but what if I'm wrong? I mean, what if I had just sold everything last December, I'd have so much more money now. So I've had to rethink my, investment advice personally, and perhaps also what we say on the TFWP. So I'm looking around the, the internet and I, I see an article and it says, hey, we're heading into a recession. And I, I look at the person quoted and he's wearing a nice suit and he's got pretty good credentials and lots of um, you know, credentials after his name, lots of alphabet numbers after his name, looks pretty good. And he says, hey, we're heading into a recession. So now I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I really should have sold in December. And then I see an article that says that Elon Musk says that Tesla may be headed for bankruptcy. And I'm going, wow, how can, how can this be? They, they've had eight profitable consecutive quarters. Um, well, it's not really what Elon said. The caption said this, but Musk didn't say it, although this caption certainly creates a lot of fear. What Musk really said was his two new factories are taking on tremendous losses because they can't get parts um, and they're not able to operate at full capacity, certainly not as they had anticipated. So I guess there's still some supply chain issues. Um, remember that they have orders going well over the next year. So I think they're going to be okay. But this creates fear and it's another example of our need to all watch our media and what they're saying and not get caught up in the headlines and, and make a point to read the whole story and follow up on what people say. I saw an article that said that, hey, you should no longer buy on the dip. And I go, oh, that's interesting. What should I do? You look at the article and said, well, just get the hell out. Well, now I'm getting really concerned, you know? I mean, we've talked about the fact that it's almost impossible to time the market and you don't want to sell on the dips. But now I'm thinking, wow, maybe it's time to maybe and sell and just take my losses. Emotionally, I'm saying that. Intellectually, I'm going, Warren, come to me, Warren, stay with me. Help me keep believing in, in this advice, in this investment advice. So I've kind of been going back and forth. And, you know, we, we've talked about the fact that if you try and time the market, um, people who try to do that always end up making a lot less than people that 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 buy and hold. So, um, you know, it's kind of an interesting time. Of course, on the other side of the coin, I saw an article um, that I was reading. It was one of the financial websites. And, and this fellow thought that the market was going to go up 40% in the next six months, that we've already taken our licks. 
and that the market's going to um, just explode. Now I'm really at a quandary. I don't know what to do. Should I follow my head, my intellect, which says hold, or should I fire, follow my gut that says sell, sell, sell? Who's right? Well, I mean, here's the answer. I don't know. I just don't know. If I knew, I'd be a really, really rich man. If I knew, I might have even sold in December, but I have no way to know what's going on. I mean, did anyone actually, actually think that Russia was going to invade a neighbor? I mean, they were amassing troops and it looked like it, but I mean, you know, the, I think at least vast majority of people said, oh, we're not going to do, we're not going to go through that again. And yet, and yet here we are. So, I don't know what's going to go on, but here, here's what I do know. And here are some additional things to think about. One, if you have diversified investments in quality companies, chances are you'll be okay. Uh, to me, I think the only real fear is, uh, you know, an ex extended war, extensive war um, that breaks out in Europe and gets around the rest of the world and, and hopefully cooler minds uh, will prevail. Um, I think if you have stocks that, that model the S&P, um, or if you have money in, in an ETF that models the S&P, chances are you're going to be okay long-term. We've talked about this many times. The S&P has done really well over 30, 40 years. You almost can't go wrong. Again, you need to decide for yourself. Everybody needs to decide their own money for themselves. Um, they need to find out what their own truth is, and you need to do you. But yeah, if you've got diversified investments in quality companies, chances are you're going to be okay. Number two, if you've been investing smartly in the last year or two, chances are you made almost 30% last year. Now, this almost never happens, but it did. The S&P went up almost 30%. Now, we didn't take too long or we didn't spend enough time, in my opinion, reveling in the fact that in a year the market returned almost 30%. In fact, what we did is we just said, well, that's my money now. We kind of add it into our pot and go, that's the size of our pot. But we need to be grateful and mindful of the fact that the S&P went up over 30%, almost 30%. Now, if you combine that with a 20% loss at the present time, you're still up over 10% over the last 18 months. You know, that, that's pretty good. Remember, Buffett said your goal doesn't necessarily need to be to crush it. Rather, your goal should be to get a modest rate of return over a long period of time. Money doubles every seven years at 10% or every 10 years at 7%. This is the miracle of compound interest. We've spent many, many episodes talking about this um, over the last bunch of years. So think about that in context. Yeah, you're down. Yeah, we're down 20%. And that's a crushing, crushing blow. But when you're actually down, it's very emotional. Have you experienced that in the last six months, Nick? This, this, this emotional, visceral response to losses? Dave, it's wild what's going on right now. Um, I've actually pulled about 90% of my money out of the stock market, believe it or not. Really? So you're cash. Oh, I'm straight cash. I am waiting for that bottom. <laughs> and then what? Then it's shopping on sale. So I'm actually, you know, I'm taking the more conservative approach. I'm going to do the the buy down. So I'm going to, you know, buy little by little. Mm -hmm. And, you know, oh, shoot, I forgot what the term is. But 
it's kind of like uh, you buy a little here. If it goes down, you buy a little more. If it goes down more, you buy a little more. And uh, is, is it stock average? Something dollar, like dollar that? stock averaging, I think is the term. Yep. Right. And um, that's my plan. Yeah, I, I think that's a good. I think it's a good plan. That is a good plan. And and many financial advisors think that you know. I mean, that's one of the first arrows out of the quiver. You know, hey, let's let's do this on a on a very disciplined and consistent basis, and and really, um, you know, that's that's the way to do it. But you haven't experienced the fear that a lot of people have. Then, when you see the market going down a thousand points a day, or you see your investment portfolio down twenty percent, and you go, "E gods," you know, I'm I need a second job now. It's it's pretty visceral out there, at least from, from what I can see. And, and even for me, a, you know, a true, a true prophet of Warren Buffett, uh, it, it's difficult to have your mind um, control your emotions. Kind of interesting. Well, Dave, I remember speaking with you during, uh, you know, COVID mm-hmm. and that was during our coronavirus editions. Mm-hmm. Yes. And uh, I remember, you know, we were discussing what we're going to do. It was quite wild. Yeah, the market was down, what I, I think almost a third back then. And, and then it went running back up as, you know, we started to learn how to um, deal with or cope with the, with the virus. Um, and if you could time things, you, you know, you would have made a, a whole lot of money. But um, tough to time, tough to know. There's too many variables. You don't know what people are going to do, what countries are going to do, what science is going to do. And it's much easier just to buy great stuff, hold it, and and roll it on out. But um, in times like this, it tests it, it, it tests your your knowledge. All right, let's, uh, going back to these uh, things that I wanted to talk about, we talked about number one about talking about having diversified investments. Number two, um, average the last two um, years in terms of the great earnings and the, and the losses this year. Number three. Um, look periodically at your investments to stay connected. You know, in the past when things were good, uh, we said, hey, don't look at your investment every day. Don't look at it multiple times a day. It means you're not looking long-term enough and you're not focusing on other uh, potentially more important things in your life. And now it's the opposite. We see that people aren't looking at their investments sometimes for many months at a time because frankly, it's, it's painful. You know, I, I try and force myself to look, but I, I don't dig it. It's just part of doing what I think I need to do. But you need to look and see what's going on, because guess what? It's also an opportunity to look for financial opportunity, an opportunity to start looking around for stocks that are going to be on sale. So you really should take a look. And this this reminds me of a, an old SNL skit that I saw about 10 years ago. And it was, they did a takeoff on the TV show MacGyver. And it was around the time that the stock market was really going through the toilet. People were just getting used to trading online. People were taking tremendous losses. And I remember so many people telling me, oh, I haven't opened the envelope. This was back in the open the envelope days um, to a large extent. The hip, the hip people were doing it online, but a lot of people were still getting a monthly statement. And None of us wanted to look at our investments. People would say, I haven't looked in the longest time. I don't know. So they're doing this MacGyver takeoff and they're stuck in a bomb shelter or something and the bomb's getting ready to go off. And MacGyver goes, 
wait, wait just a minute. Let me just check my investments before we disarm the bomb because I haven't looked in a while. And when the computer comes on and it, and it glows and you see that glow in his face, he goes, what the heck? And then the bomb goes off. It just killed me. But it brought <laughs> home the point that you got to look. You know, I, Nick, I, I think back on that. I think I almost peed my pants. It was it was funny. Wait, say what, Dave? Yeah, basically, that's what uh, that's what happened. But, you know, I think Kirsten, I think uh, Kristen, Kristen Wig was in the skit and I forget who was playing MacGyver, but um, funny, funny, funny stuff. And it underscores the fact that we should all look at our investments and certainly not look at our investments when we're going to get ready to disarm a bomb. Number four, stick to your core beliefs. Stick to them. That's much harder to do now. It's always more difficult to do it in a down market. But if you can do it now, it's a lot easier to do it later and it'll become more ingrained with, with your long-term beliefs. Stick with it. Don't change what you're doing unless one of the companies or funds that you've invested in has done something that's materially changed or is downtrending because of a very specific um, reason. Number five, keep looking long-term. We've said it before, the more you look short-term, the better chances you have losing money or making a lot less money. It's almost impossible to lose if you invest long-term because the market corrects itself. The market takes care of itself. Uh, the S&P especially has done um, really well over, over time, especially if you leave it there and you let it compound. Now, if you've invested in crypto, as the commercial used to say, <sighs> sorry, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> um, and as uh, many of you know, I never liked crypto anyway. I didn't understand it. I didn't make an attempt to understand it. It struck me as it, the fact that it wasn't providing any goods or services and was completely outside the realm of, um, you know, of the of the of Warren Buffett approach. Although Nick is quick to remind me that Buffett did buy a brokerage or part of a brokerage, I believe, that was. Um, selling crypto. So it's not like he was buying crypto per se, but the entity that bought and sold crypto. And, you know, crypto's now down, what about two thirds, Nick? It's so much, Dave. It's brutal. It's brutal. You know, and I'd love to say I told you so, but it's it's beneath me. Um, our friend Matt Damon. Oh my God, he's getting killed. You know, he's the one that was walking up and down that hallway with all those important people from history uh, I think they even had an astronaut doing it saying fortune favors the bold. And we spent an episode just kind of hammering on Matt. Um, here we thought it was an original idea to be hammering, you know, on Matt for that. And it turns out he was really getting hammered on the internet anyway, outside of our knowledge and understanding. Well, now he's really getting hammered because a lot of people have have lost a lot of money. I, I felt sorry for people that were influenced by the ad. You know, we just came out of the NBA finals and they had a um, an, uh, an advertisement that they ran with Steph Curry. And it says, oh, Steph Curry, you know all about crypto and you could give us advice. No. Oh, look at Steph Curry. He makes NTFs out of ice blocks. So you must really know how to do all this stuff. No. Well, what, tell us what you know about crypto. And he, and he said, well, I don't have to know anything because I've got this program, this website that I, that I don't remember the name. And it's the safest way to trade crypto. 
That's all I need to know. But what they didn't say is, yeah, that's that's the safest way to trade it. But what if crypto goes down? What if it turns into a pile of dog do? You're still going to lose your money. So I, I hope people were, um, I hope people weren't too too influenced um, about that. Now, Nick, you're telling me. I mean, I know last year, year before last, you were trading crypto more on a short-term basis, but you were moving out to different kinds of issues. Yeah. Yeah, that's correct. Um, but, but you got out before it fell. I got out. No, I got out during the fall. So I've saved, I've saved losses. Okay. But, um, you know, I don't know what the future holds. So, and so we'll see what happens, Dave. Yeah, it's going to be interesting as heck. You know, we, we've talked about the fact that Staples Arena, the basketball arena, or hockey's basketball concert arena in downtown LA changed its name from, you know, Staples to, to crypto.com or something. And I thought, wow, I'm, what, what's going to happen if if crypto goes away? They're going to have to change the name again to something else. Um, it's going to be kind of interesting to see what, what happens. Well, Nick, let's... Let's land this plane and 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 let's uh, let's sum up a little bit. We've been through my journey with the dip and 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 your journey a little bit with the drip dip. But let's uh, let's sum up a little bit. Number one, if you have diversified investments in quality companies or stocks that model the S and P or money in an ETF that models the S and P, yeah, you're down this year, but yeah, you'll probably be okay. But make your own decision. Uh, number two. If you've been investing smartly in the last couple of years, your 30% gains last year would be offset by your 20% losses. That means you're still up 10%. That still means that you're doing pretty good in spite of the fact that the market's been very tough on people the last six months. Number three, look periodically at your investments to stay connected. Don't stick your head in the sand. Number four, stick to your core beliefs. Really tough to do the last six months, especially for folks like us and other TFW peers that, that are following the, the Warren Buffett model of investing. Um, number five, keep looking long-term. Don't, don't get stuck up on what's happened today or this week. Keep an eye on it, but don't get too much hung up on it. Um, look for trends and keep looking long term. And then, and then finally, the the, the you know the throw in takeaway I think is, wow, um, crypto's crypto's been pretty tough. So um, I know a lot of people that sold large large portions of their portfolio during the dot com bust. They just couldn't continue to take the losses that they were taking. And they locked in their losses by selling and they never recovered. Maybe not even to this day have they recovered because they took such large losses. Those that stayed in the market with good, reasonable quality investments recovered. It took some time, uh, but they recovered. So these are some things to think about. No investment advice here time to sell how do we know we can't look at the future but if you pay attention if you keep your eye on the ball if you try and understand that you're making decisions based upon your heart or your head these are all things that are going to help you make good decisions for your investment portfolio this is dave hagan and you've been listening to the financial wellness podcast 
You've been listening to the Financial Wellness Podcast, Dave's weekly message to keep you on your path to financial success. If you have a question that you would like Dave to answer on the podcast, go to thefinancialwellnesspodcast.com. You can leave an audio message with one click of a button or type your message into the question box. Either way, it's sent right to Dave's phone. Remember, Dave will randomly draw from the submitted questions and pick the winner of a free one-hour personal conversation with Dave to help you achieve your financial goals. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you receive the new episode notifications or share the podcast via the app with your family and friends. This is your announcer, Nick Appel, wishing you every financial success.